1: laughter and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things let's take the word freedom wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom personal freedom and how about financial freedom
2: It's Noon America Eruption, County, Arizona, and time for your weekly trifecta nooner with Michelle on the Everything Home Dog Radio Show. Our Hump Day Live Studio audience have their common sense caps on and are ready to make things happen in Take Action April. Today's topics on episode 199, social media, worldwide real estate, business growth tips, veteran therapy. Take action to save America and yourself. Delivered by our partners with Everything Home, Socially Conscious Referral Network, and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. Katie Brinkley, social media strategist. Molly Faulkner, the international queen of real estate. Steve Sims, helping you build and leverage relationships for maximum business impact. Josh Grieva, therapeutic scuba diving retreats for veterans and myself, Facts and take action items to save America and yourself. Visit everythinghomeresourceplatform.com for more information on today's guests, their websites, their shows, and everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference. One location for all the information. The ultimate resource platform. Bookmark it. Make it your new homepage. Start your day with everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. I'm free. We're your censorship-free safe space sanctuary speakeasy for patriots. Breaking news. Number one, Project Veritas exposed CNN and they admitted their mission was to get rid of Trump, get him out of office and push fear for the political propaganda pandemic. And now they're going to push fear for climate change. And They were caught on tape saying they're a propaganda Outlook. Huh, I thought they were a news company. Number two, I want to give a shout out to Mike Patel. He's the owner of La Quinta by Wyndham at Broken Arrow. That's where I'm staying. The event that's coming up on Friday and Saturday, that's Clay Clark's Health and Freedom Conference to Reopen America in Tulsa, Oklahoma from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. He's a great man, Mr. Mike Patel. He's the owner. Very, very nice. So if anyone's in the area and needs to stay at a place, you want to stay at the La Quinta by Wyndham. Great place. Great hospitality. That Midwestern hospitality. The event is going to be unbelievable. Mr. Clay Clarks, one of our partners. He's the host of the Thrive Times show. You probably know him from his Lynn Wood Fireside Chats. And I'm going to be, uh, it'll be live streamed on six platforms so everyone can watch currently sold out. I put the links to the website to the top of our homepage so everyone can tune in. Just go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com and click one of the icons there or one of the graphics rather for the platform so you can listen or you can watch live. Everything's going to be live streamed. Some of our current and upcoming partners are speaking Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. They were on episode 122. Pastor Dave Scarlett and Prophet Amanda Grace. Um, they were at episodes 161 and 183. Clay Clark, He's episodes 126 and 191. Highly encourage you to listen to those episodes. Incredible content. Great guests. Other featured speakers are Lynn Wood, General Mike Flynn, Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, Mike Adams, Ann Vandersteel, Dr. Richard Bartlett, Dr. Simone Gold, Dr. Christina Northrup, and so many more patriotic leaders. I'm going to the VIP dinner tomorrow. I'll be meeting the speakers and inviting them on the show on the platform. I'm going to try to do a live show while well, I'm there to bring you some behind-the-scenes scoop, so be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast player and follow us on Facebook, even though I'm not a big fan, but apparently that's, I don't have a choice. They have a stronghold just about on everything in our lives, you know? And I will notify, I will notify you when I'm going to go live on the show, and all the links are at the top of our homepage, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Just click the graphics. We don't know when the special guest or the special, special speaker his name rhymes with Trump. He will be speaking at the event. We don't know when he's coming on, but I will post on Facebook once I find out. Today's topics on episode 199, social media, worldwide real estate, business, growth tips, veteran therapy, take action to save America and yourself. It's April 14th, day 394 of 15 days to slow the spread. That's 394, day 394. Unbelievable. Of 15 a days to slow the spread. It's time to rip off your dirty masks. They don't work. They actually make you sick, and are a symbolism of control and tyranny. Reclaim your freedoms. Go back to normal. Take action and reopen America 100%. Free at last! Free at last! Thanks, God Almighty! We are free at last! Put on your common sense caps for at least an hour. Get ready for some really great deaths and be sure to watch as much of the two-day event as you can. I promise what you see and learn will change your life. It's time we all do something to grow our businesses, enhance the quality of our lives, and make a difference, especially in our community communities. I don't know where my articulation is today. Remember, we're all in this together. It's we the people and we hold the power. All about the consent of the governed. I woke up this
1: morning, saw a world full of trouble. Now I thought,
4: how do we ever get so
1: far down? And how's it ever going to turn around? So I turned my eyes to God, why don't you do something
2: Your censorship-free safe space, speakeasy for patriots. Now, it's time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. Today's topics on episode one at ninety-nine: social media, worldwide real estate, business growth tips, veterans therapy. Take action to save America and yourself. First up, Ms. Katie Brinkley. She is a social media strategist and founder of Next Step Social Communications, and she's helping businesses grow through the power of digital and social media marketing and advertising audience. Give her a big round of applause, please. <laughs> Katie, welcome to the Everything Home patriotic purpose-driven resource platform. How are you today?
0: I am doing great, and I have to say, I've been on a lot of podcasts. This one is a lot of fun. I love, I love what you do. <laughs>
2: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You are more than welcome to come back once a month as a recurring partner on our platform. You've got a winning ticket, my dear. (laughs) That
0: sounds great. That
2: sounds great. It doesn't take much to woo me over. You say one nice thing and you're my friend for life. So you're good to go. (laughs) Well, you know, we try to make it a little bit more lively. Try to get some, I try to cram as much information in as I can about all kinds of different topics because, uh, well, and you know, uh, a social media, you, you know all about censorship. I mean, they might not be shutting you down, but <laughs> obviously that's a big problem nowadays. And you've got all these new platforms that are popping up, thank God. And um, I'm sure by just uh, checking out what we're all about, our platform and listening to the intro, you know that uh, we are being censored all over the place. So it's almost like I get to the point where I don't even, I didn't want to waste the time to post because you know, you might have 5,000 friends, but only two people see it. And with the wonderful people over at Facebook, they don't just – sometimes they kick you off. Sometimes they give you a warning, and sometimes they don't even bother telling you. They just do it. You know what I mean? It's uh, <laughs> uh,
0: not having well, control, there, there you are, know? There are a lot of social media platforms out there, and you're right. I've um, So I've been helping businesses with their social media for – 17 years now. I started back in the days of MySpace, helping bands get their music out onto the radio. And you know, there's there's been a lot of social media platforms that have come and gone. Um, and, and like I said, there's there's new ones that are popping up every day. It seems like the latest one to really kind of take the world by storm is Clubhouse, which is the the audio only social media app. And you know, even even with that, there's already some copycats coming out. Um, so that it it's ever changing, and there's always something new coming, so that everyone can really try and have a voice. Now, that's
2: still in beta testing, only for the uh, iPhone, right?
0: It is, but um, I would say within the next four to six weeks, it will be out for Android users as well. You now, you have
2: to only use it for on a cell phone, or is it something you could use a desktop for.
0: You can use um, an iPad or an iPhone. It, it's iOS only, mobile iOS only. So, like, I can't use it on my Mac or anything. I have to be attached to a mobile device for it.
2: Hmm. Yeah, they just, yeah, obstacles to the left, obstacles to the right. It's just that, uh, yeah. We the people, we just constantly have <laughs> well, to keep bobbing uh, and weaving at the, at the tech gods. Right. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about social media strategies. Um, and how to maybe overcome some of this uh, censorship issues or some tricks, little tips that maybe can that can help people out. And then I have some real specific questions for you.
0: Sure, sure. And I know that we're pressed for time, so I'll be fast. Um, you know, like I said, I've, I've been helping people with their social media for a while. And one of the biggest problems that I see businesses taking with their social media is, is having no strategy and, and kind of trying to just – post on the fly. Um, and that, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be hard for you to really grow unless you have a consistent strategy and you're posting when your audience is on and you're posting on the channels that your audience is on. Um, a lot of businesses are trying to be on, on every single social media channel known to mankind. And as you said, there's, there's some channels that your target audience might not be on or you, they might not even see your post. So knowing who your audience is and going um, and posting on the channels that they are most active on is really going to help you grow your online presence with, with your social media. Now, is there a certain
2: strategy for the frequency of posting? I mean, can you over post? Is, uh, is it better to post on your personal and versus your business page? And then I've noticed just on my own kind of tracking a little bit that if I share it to a page I don't get as much activity as if I post it directly. So there's, you know what I mean, yeah. it's just, it, yeah. it, it's gotten to the point where there's so much and it always changes and you know, these algorithms uh, that you have to outsource it. You can't do it yourself.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the things that I try to teach a lot of my clients is it's how to read the insight so that you can post on the days that are best for you. But but two, not, not everyone wants to be me. Not everybody wants to post on social media three times a day, every single day. They don't have the capacity for it. And so what I try to teach my clients is how to uh, post three, four times a week and have fantastic posts that your that your audience is going to want to engage with and, and learn from. And that's really what's going to move the needle for you. You know, post better content, not more of it. And I think that – Again, unless you have a team of 20 that can repurpose one blog 18 different times, I mean you're not going to you're not going to be as successful as some other people out there. But if you are showing up, uh, you know, three four times a week, posting the exact type of content that's going to resonate with your audience on the social media channel that makes that they're on that your target audience is on, that's what's really going to help you grow. And um, like you said, it's it's hard to keep up with all the different algorithms because every algorithm on every social media channel is different. So just trying to focus in on one is really what's going to help you uh, not lose your mind. Now I've been
2: told or I heard or the rumor is that in order to help with getting exposure for your posts, you have to engage with other people's posts. So liking yeah. isn't enough anymore. You have to comment on their posts so that you show up in their feed or Even though you're posting every day, just because they're your friend, or even if they follow you, they're not going to, they're not going to see any of your posts.
0: Sure, you've been doing a lot of homework. I'm really proud of your knowledge on this. Yeah, so (laughs) it's it's true because not so I might see a post you might have posted today, but I might be seeing something that you posted three days ago because it did really well in the Instagram algorithm. So it's showing me your older post first. So it is really confusing sometimes with, with what gets shown to your audience and when. Um, I also think that it's, it's really important to, to comment on other people's posts. One, mostly just because it's, it's called social media for a reason. It's meant to be social. If you're commenting on a post, that does mean that you are either starting or contributing to the conversation. Again, being social. So I think that is something to, to keep in mind is, of, of trying to comment when it makes sense. That is how I've found the most success with growing my business and my my clients' businesses is through the comments because, again, like you just said, then your social media handle is showing up um, in their feed. And, again, that's just additional exposure. Now, what I've
2: noticed lately is I'm not getting the email notifications that somebody posted. Like, it'll go through spurts, and this is just for Facebook, and I have a feeling maybe they just changed the algorithm. So I'll go through a phase where all of a sudden I'm getting all these email notifications that it, either I would tagged them something or somebody mentioned it, or it's people that I follow and they, it says that they posted something or they, they posted an update or, or whatever the language is.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: then literally for the past week, I haven't had any. And then I went on Facebook And I went, how come the emails aren't matching up or even close to matching up? So is it something that Facebook adjusts or is it just a hit or miss? Or it's just, it's just odd that it goes in spurts where there's like a batch and then crickets.
0: Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I, that I don't know the answer to because I, I've turned off my email notifications, but I know my mom keeps hers on and it's, she appreciates email because that way it takes her directly to that post or that you know that person's comment if she clicks on it it's it's less having to scroll through your notification feed so i totally understand why people still have the email notifications you know it's i wish that i had a better answer for you other than i don't know as to why it wouldn't work for um the past few days but sometimes anytime that there's an update um, they're working on a new feature things can get backlog. so you could get a, a giant spurt of emails coming through within the next few days. with all those past notifications.
2: So do you have any advice on how to manage the notifications or um, uh, maybe like a pattern that you should get into or kind of be like at your own system where maybe you have to go on once a day or twice a day to see, because otherwise if you're not getting a notification on email and you're not online, right. Cause you don't, You don't have it up on your screen because you're doing, you know, you're working. That's the thing is, is social media. Yes. (laughs) You're getting your name out there and your information, but you're busy doing your job or you're busy working. You don't have the time to play on Facebook to see if somebody gave you, you know, sent you, you did something to engage with you and then there's a notification. So is is there a certain strategy or something that people can implement to manage that so they're responding in a timely manner?
0: Yeah, so I think you know that's it's a great point, and um, one of the things that I like to do is is you know, like I said create create the strategy so that your your posts are already scheduled and ready to go, and so that way you've already taken away like so one day a week you sit down schedule your posts out for the week, and then you have the rest of the week to really do just that be social on social media, go in check. 15 minutes on on your lunch break, go in and check the socials. And then honestly, the time that I check my social media is in bed at night. Like before, like while I'm winding down, you know, I'll read a book, I'll actually check my socials and then I'll read my book, put the phone down, you know. So I will do it at night before I go to bed just because then I'm like, all right, and everything's done. I've checked it at um, lunchtime for a few minutes. I check it at night. And then honestly, that's the best way to kind of just step away from it um, and Get your life back because, again, not everybody wants to be on social media all day every day like me.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I uh, I, I I'm not a fan, <laughs> but I have no choice, and it's it's very time consuming. Once you're doing all the, a, the action steps that are involved, ah, oh, yeah, social media it, people, It is. yeah, it is. yeah but uh, you're, you're 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 a necessary evil. You are a necessary evil, and you're only growing in popularity. So. Congratulations for picking the in, correct in, industry to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's, it's always changing. So, I mean, like I said, there's there's always new platforms coming out there and always things to continue learning. So the second I figure out one platform, it seems like there's another one that I need to learn.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a the new one on uh, Mike Lindell's Frank Speech. For anyone who's listening, they um, you could go on to com, get a VIP code, and then... Thursday at midnight. I think it is no Monday. I think it's Monday. They're doing like a 48 hour nonstop live stream influencer slash how to what's it's all about big launch. So go to FrankSpeech.com, get your VIP code so you can log in on Monday and check it out. So that's my, that's my social media advice with my limited social media knowledge. Katie, give your contact information, plug a website, uh, and I think if you've got a podcast, go ahead and plug that too.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks again for having me on. I have my own podcast. It's Rocky Mountain Marketing. And if you want to check me out on socials, obviously I'm on all of them. Uh, You can search me by my name, Katie Brinkley, and on Instagram, I am Katie Brinkley. On Instagram uh, clubhouse Katie Brinkley. So that's the best way to get in touch with me is on social media.
2: And is there any relation to Christy Brinkley? Because you guys do kind of look similar in your photos.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I wish I could say yes, because then I think that I, I probably wouldn't need to be a social media strategist. <laughs> for exactly.
2: All right. Well, I just thought when I saw that name, I'm like, huh, I don't know. Let me see the picture. Oh, okay. Well, it could be, could you never know. You gotta ask. You never know. You never know. So what I'm going to well, do thank Katie, you thank you. is <laughs> do me a favor, send me the link to your podcast. Um, and I'm going to add that to our must listen to page where I list all of the guests and uh, our partners. And then also some other great shows that people should turn into whether they're podcasts, talk radio shows, live streams, or TV shows that are the must listen to people so you can get the messages that matter from the people you need to know about. And I will add your information to that page. So,
0: Well, awesome. Uh, yeah. Thank you again so much for having me. And, you know, anytime you want to talk social media, I'm, I'm, I'm game.
2: That works for me. We, we love our social media people because it's such a, Oh, you know, how I feel about it already, everybody. So make sure that you jump on for <laughs> a spot in May, just use the same link that you did before and we'll talk to you next month. Sounds awesome. All right. Thanks, Katie. Have, have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. All right. We went over there, but I have a little cushion room, cushion room with my, uh, my schedule today because I am bringing up the rear of the show. We're not going to go very long today because I've got to get prepped. I've got a lot of stuff to do before I get on a plane very, very early tomorrow. And unfortunately I'm going to have to put a mask on to get on a plane, a mask on to get on a plane. So that's not gonna go very well. It should be an interesting experience at the airport. This is the first time I have flown since the political propaganda pandemic started. And you know, I don't leave the house much to see the insanity out there. So this is gonna be one heck of a heck of a school trip outing. Let's bring on our next guest. My next guest is Molly Faulkner. She's the founder of Faulkner International, and that is the Queen of International Real Estate. Let's see if she got that condo, so I need a trip. Audience, give her a big round of applause. Good golly, Miss Molly, when are we going down to Mexico? Whenever you're ready. Actually, it's not completed until the end of
5: the year. So when everything is all set, we are going. (laughs) It's still in construction mode. (laughs) Uh, Why didn't you buy
0: something that was already done? Come on, ma'am. Come on, ma'am. <laughs> I will take you any time
5: on, on on my on my treats. How's that? You you tell me when. I'm going again next month. So, but uh, are
2: you buying another one? Or are, you are you looking, looking at another project? Now. So, what city were you in? Where were you?
5: Uh, it is in actually there were three. It's in Tulum, uh, Playa del Carmen, and Merida. So it's the uh, Riviera Maya in Mexico, that beautiful northern part. You know where you got all the white sandy beach, but. Tomorrow, I'm going to a, a new um, development in Punta Cana, Dominican Where's Republic. That? So I'm, I'm going on a 4 a.m. flight. Now, where, where is Punta Cana? Is that what you said? Pun, Punta that Cana. Cana? Okay. <laughs> um, it's in the Dominican Republic, uh, oh.
2: the Caribbean islands. Okay. So you, that one you're has... really going international because Mexico technically is inter- It's international, but... Not, not really. I mean, it's, you could you could drive there, right? So, so technically, yes, if you could drive there, not so much. But this yep. is real. Like Dominican Republic, that's real international. Yes. So this is a
5: new development. It's actually finishing up 2023. But the first floor has already been sold out. So I wanted to go and see the progress. Um, so I'm going to be there for a week to talk to all the um the developers and also the legal departments and to make sure that everything is um, good for the, the uh, investors and the people who are buying and to make sure that they're secure wherever they are.
2: So what about costs? Give me a ballpark.
5: Well, the one-bedroom cost is, starts at 235000 and then you have a beautiful luxury penthouse, about 785000 start out. All right, so this so is the high-end part. It's not bad.
2: Yeah. yeah, well, our Mexico one that we were talking about last month was like it's, 135 somewhere in there. Yes. A little bit more it's, affordable. Yeah,
5: it's one it's one, uh, 25 to 145, which is not bad for, you know, one to two bedrooms, and it's in the golf communities. It's a uh, beautiful, you know, productions. It's,
2: you'll see when you go. Yeah, I know. Well, i got to wait. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I want to go, go now. I want to go now. Instant gratification. But you have, to get, you have to get on the plane tomorrow morning, so I'll see you at well, the I don't want to – I'm definitely going on the trip tomorrow, but I mean, you know, like in another month or so, then I could take a little excursion down south. So okay, in you know the Dominican me. Republic – oh, I definitely will. Don't worry about that. I will definitely remind <laughs> you several times. So yes. in the Dominican Republic, because you're looking at that 235 and up um, – the the key thing about the Mexico and I think we were talking maybe oh I don't know somewhere else a little bit further south people were retiring there because it was affordable and they could really get a bang for their buck plus the cost of living was very very inexpensive overall but Dominican Republic is it because of the area that you chose for this particular project that it is is a higher price point or is it just because that's what Dominican Republic is if you want to be Safe. You know, my big thing safety in the yes, other countries. It's actually
5: this part of the Dominican Republic, Punta Cana, where I'm going to, it's got the world-class GPA, um, PGA golf tournaments happening every year. So it's only about maybe 20 minutes from this uh, uh, development. And it's a seaside. So it's oceanfront. You have a 180-degree view of the ocean when you open up your windows. So um, it's more of like the Santa Barbara of California.
2: Okay, okay. It's a higher and end of living, so yes. And you and you own the land? Yeah, you know, like they like here in our, in the United States and now Mexico, or is it a little squirrely on how the it's ownership actually, is? Actually,
5: actually, what it is is that it is you're buying a unit, so it's like a condo. So it's like in the, in the U.S. when you buy a condo, you actually don't buy the entire thing; you only buy that particular, you know, unit. So same thing with Mexico and Dominican Republic, you buy a unit, and it's actually a five star hotel unit. So it's 24 seven room service. If you don't oh, live in it, you can rent it out and you get the returns, which is about between five and 7% annual returns per year, which is not so bad. the
2: strategy, the strategy on this particular condo complex or, or is is to rent it out, to go in as an investor and have them, you know, rent it, turn it, use it as a hotel for all the amenities and get your return that way, not necessarily for retirement strategy.
5: Well, actually it's both. I have some that are going to retire there because they're golf. They love golf. It's a golf retreat. It's a golf community. Um, And it's got the best of uh, healthcare, the, you know, the best of everything. So they go there, and some people live there, and then maybe six months out of a year they want to come back and stay in the U.S. because of the, you know, for Christmas and New Year and all that. So they come back. So and when they come back, whatever that month that they're not staying there, they can use it as a hotel rental for, you know, whoever wants to go and visit, and that's how they get their income. So it's both ways.
2: So how how are your investors uh, feeling? about investing in foreign countries or what are some of the obstacles that you have to overcome with them because you know investing is all about assessing risk right and you, right. you're always going to look at for your best rate of return but you also have to uh, incorporate what is the level of risk and anything outside of investing in the united states has a totally different layer of risk not only is it far away it's another country they have different rules so what, do you, what, are your, what are the obstacles there for the investor or some of the, some of the questions or, or apprehensions they have that you, over, that you overcome with them by just delivering more of the facts?
5: Well, actually, there's not too much of a risk. Um, the citizenship and res, second residency is very easy to get as long as you buy a home there. And Dominican Republic, as well as Mexico, falls into the the made national law called, not, it's a worldwide law, it's called the um, the tax exemption benefits from law 158 01 and it's called, uh, I think, the Confutor is the language. You actually get the tax exempt on transfer tax when you give that to your heirs or whoever is going to inherit the property, for example, and you exempt them from also an annual real estate tax for 15 years. So it's actually more of a gain for any investors than not. And to get a residency, it only
2: takes about six months for you to get.
3: Hmm. So in compared to anywhere like else in the
2: world. Yeah, it sounds like there's layers of, of insurance that have been put into these different right. countries for real estate ownership, as as opposed to how it was last, well, years ago when it was a little bit more yes. of a wild it, yes. west. And just because yes. you always the were worried United like, Nations. okay, well, <laughs> One day you're like, oh, you don't have a condo anymore, lady. You go, what happened? Yeah. Oh, we decided to just take it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's not the same
5: anymore. It's actually very advanced now, and they're they're you know developing more. And majority of these Caribbean countries actually, they depend on tourism, like Costa Rica, and Panama. We know Panama very well. We know Costa Rica very well, and Belize. But Dominican Republic, it's it's in the same you know uh, circle, and that's why that law actually is put together so that all the Caribbean islands benefit of, you know, for any investors and Americans and the French and the Canadians have been going to these countries since the 1950s. I mean, even Frank Sinatra sings about it. So, you know, it's uh, it's well, not something it's new.
2: It's amazing when, once these, uh, uh govern- governments find out and they paste the revenue from the tourism, and the uh, they see the cash flow coming in. It's amazing how they mm-hmm. change their rules to accommodate to allow people a to bring their that money.
3: Mexico. Yeah. So, wow.
5: Well, if you live in Mexico, and you make a ton of money, you have a choice of either paying Mexican taxes, which is like point zero percent <laughs> in compared to the American taxes, which is about 28%. So usually people file their taxes in Mexico instead of in America.
2: Yeah, yeah, for retirement, it makes, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense nowadays, especially with the, yeah. the direction of a downward spiral, uh, the spiral yeah. that we're headed. So, Molly, give it's your contact information, please. Thank you. It's uh,
5: mynewcalhome.com. It's M-Y-N-E-W-C-A-L-H-O-M-E.com. And it's Molly Faulkner. Thank you so much for inviting me.
2: I appreciate it. Oh, you're such fun to have on. I- I love giving you a hard time about the condo and especially uh, <laughs> in these foreign countries that you keep going to, but I, I, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm not an investor yet, but I'm, I'm learning a lot. So thank you so much, Molly. Make sure you jump on for May and uh, maybe you can have them yes. expedite that condo construction. Cause I need a vacation. Yes, I will. I will. All right. Yeah. <laughs> push, push them a little harder, would you? All right. Thank, thanks. Thanks my dear. We'll talk to you next month. Okay. Bye-bye. Ah, she's so much fun. I love, I love Molly. She's such a supportive partner, which is great. I mean, she understands the concept of what this patriotic purpose-driven resource platform is all about, which is partnerships and collaboration. So promoting each other on social media, sharing, liking, commenting on posts. And it really makes a big difference when we all do that together because everybody grows together. Everybody's promoting one another. And that's what we're trying to do on this platform. In addition to giving you trustworthy resources, experts, and professionals who know what they're doing. So you want to learn, you can always tune in. Everything's free, right? All this information's free. You're not paying a monthly fee or any of that stuff, and you're getting an incredible amount of quality content. I mean, just March alone, our March maskless madness, we went live every single day, and then we had our all-star segments from our partners on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and, and I've listened to these shows over and over, And they were just unbelievable. And as i was mentioning, I think it was Monday or last week that the amount of content, you're talking like tens of thousands of dollars of content. So if you could just listen to some of these episodes, just if you want to start with the all-star episodes for the month of March, it will literally change your life and your business. Doesn't cost you a dollar. Just take out your pen and paper, put on that common sense cap. Tune into some of those. You can go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. If you go to the Take Action tab or the Partners and Patriots tab, you'll see the All-Star Partner page. You just go ahead and click on that. That'll get you to, you can listen on your favorite podcast player or directly on the website. And then, of course, if you want to learn more about the specific guests, contact them. They will give you always VIP treatment. If you tell them that you came and heard them on the platform, on the show, They love to get feedback from our listening audience. Usually they offer some discount on their services. A lot of the times they have a ton of free content on their own website. So if you just click their name or their company name, it'll get you directly to their websites too. And that's on all the shows. So I suggest you start with 171. That'll give you an overview of the whole month. We cover five different topics each week. And that's what the all-stars focus in on. And if you're interested in becoming a partner, if you go to the Partners and Patriots tab, you'll see if you want to become a partner, and there's a graphic on most of the pages. You just click on that to become a partner, schedule your seven-minute spot, and you can join us on this amazing partnership platform to really get the messages that matter from the people you need to know about so we can help more people grow their business, enhance the quality of their lives, and make a difference. And that's everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Let's bring on our next guest. Steve Sims, he is quoted as the real life Wizard of Oz by Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. He's helping you build and leverage relationships for maximum impact. He's also a best-selling author with Bluefish, The Art of Making Things Happen. And he's a very sought after coach and speaker. Audience, give this man a big round of applause. (laughs)
3: Steve
2: Sims, how are you today?
4: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
2: Oh, I didn't expect an accent. I love it. I love the accent and welcome <laughs> to our platform. I am so excited to have you as a new partner and um, I read all your information. Very, very impressive. I don't think the audience is, has any idea of what they're about to experience here for the next uh, 10 minutes or so. But um, yeah, I, I, when I read through everything, I said, okay, this guy's the real deal. I love when... Uh, When the uh, rubber meets the road and the people can really own up to uh, practicing what they preach, you know, there's a lot of noise out there, Steve. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people who are instant coaches. They are, you know, they they claim this. (laughs) They tell you that. They promise you that. And the next thing you know, you keep buying package after package and course after course. And there's a comment in the next one. And then there's a, you know, and then you get to the next one and you're like, what did I really get out of it? And then you find out the person you hired never started a company, bought a company, sold a company. And you're like, why am I listening to this person? But now I'm, I'm so vested in and I spent all this money. So you got to be careful, guys. You got to be careful who you put your trust into, whether it's for your personal life, your health or your business. So that's why we have them on the show. So you can listen to them once a month. And then you can also then listen to their shows, as I mentioned earlier. You go to the Partners of Patriots tab, or the Take Action tab. Go to the Must Listen To page, and you know, start following them. Learn from the pros. Find out who really knows what they're talking about. So, with that intro, Steve, I hope you can live up to what I just said. <laughs> no pressure. No well, pressure, all I, I
4: hope so. Yeah, no pressure at all. Um, you're right. There's a lot of gurus uh, and Insta gurus today. Um, people are thinking just because you can slap a couple of pretty pictures up on your Instagram profile of you leaning in against a car you don't own or stood next to a, uh, a yacht or a jet that you don't own, that you've got instant credibility. I think that's changing, uh, and I hope it is, because I think tolerance is getting really low now, and we don't we don't want to put up with it anymore. We do ask, well, look, if I'm going to buy a course from you on how to be – Uh, how to grow a better business, how to scale up, how to build relationships. Why should I buy it from you? And I think anyone spending money should ask that question, and any coach or consultant selling that package should be prepared to answer it with substance and credibility.
2: Exactly, exactly. And the other thing, too, is because I would say – two or three years ago, a lot of these platforms were launched where you could easily put together an on-demand course. Literally, some of these, you can do them overnight. So um, the fact that a lot of people have done that, it's a great thing. It gets the content out there. It makes it more affordable, but it takes away the lack of connection or the interaction. So you never get a chance to talk to that person, but you're buying their courses or even joining a lot of these mastermind classes or things like that, where you don't, you never have a conversation with them, but you're paying a bunch of money. What are your, what are your, I mean, it's pros and cons, right. But I just, I think it takes away the personalization. And again, I mean, obviously I want to plug all the partners on our platform, but the value in having a, even just an email conversation or a text message conversation, or even a real one is so important when you are even as you're going to do an on-demand course from somebody because, uh, you, you know, you can, or at least listening to them on this show or a past episode or something. So you get a, and you get a feel for who they are, what they do. And you can tell, you can tell by just listening to somebody, are they sincere? Are they full of it? Are they just going off a of script? Are they using a lot of like uh, special words and taglines and phrases? But at the end of the day, there's an empty box there. So it's important to choose I
4: wisely. Totally, I, I totally agree with you. And I have to admit that I'm a culprit and guilty for that. Um, when I launched the book, straight away I was approached by some good friends that made courses. And they were like, Steve, you've got to do a course. And I did exactly that. I videoed some chapters. Um, and I hated it. Uh, I'm not going to lead in with a funnel going, hey, if you go there today, there's 20% off. I hated it so I pulled it down because quite simply I wanted to have a conversation. So we pulled our course platform Sims Distillery down, I don't know, about two years ago and then relaunched it as a community so we could do it and have conversations, not just with me, but with my, my friends. And I have some I have some pretty cool talented friends that come in and answer your problems and converse with you and answer the queries and issues that you currently have. I think today the trouble with courses is it holds you two accountable and the issue is nine times out of ten you don't have authority over yourself because something else will distract you, your mortgage, your kids, your relationships and you always put your growth second or third or fourth or even not even in the lineup. So I love having it as a community now because three times a month we get on live feeds and we answer problems and we communicate and we converse and we validate the credibility we have to be able to answer your problems.
2: I'm, I'm so impressed that you pivoted to that strategy because I think that's what people want and what they deserve because that's, that's, what, that's what it's all about is connecting with people and engaging and being able to answer questions and feel that you are, whether you know you're hiring somebody, you want to be able to have a conversation. You know, we're we're turning to this virtual world, which I'm not a fan of, where you are you're so <laughs> distant from people. You know, we and then you get in. You know, we get used to what we're used to. So the other problem is, then it just becomes routine where you end up jumping into you know your your. You're spending a lot more time at home or by yourself because it seems like we're being forced to do that. There's a strategy, obviously, behind that, people. We'll go into that later. But the, um, you know, the interaction, like you know, when we used to just go out to meet people at networking events or, or at whatever type of fundraisers or, in, 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 or just you know, even in an office uh, or you called on people. The, to do, you know, it's like for a sales call, like the old, old school days, you know, and it's it's bad enough. People stopped picking up the phone, but now we've removed the human contact. So my advice is always try to find someone where you can have that human interaction because you, as the consumer, the business owner, you deserve that. And there are people out there that do it. So don't think that you can't, you know, everybody is just doing the on-demand thing. Look how Steve is a perfect example of how you can, Pivot. So, Steve, um, give us some good business tips on how Ooh. somebody can take their business or even if it's a couple simple little tips that they can start doing once they finish listening to this episode where something will change. So there'll be movement in a direction where they're going to see progress or additional revenue coming in.
4: All right, perfect. All right, perfect. And you actually brought one of the subjects up earlier when I was listening to your show earlier. When people run a business, they look at the peripherals. They look at the visibility. They look at their website, their CRM, their funnels. They look at all the surface stuff, all the branding, the pretty stuff. If you focus on being a solution to somebody else's problem, all of that other stuff goes away. When you've got a headache at 2 o'clock in the morning and you run into your your bathroom to grab the headache tablet, you have no care what the packaging looks like on the headache tablet. You care that it solves the problem you have. If you start leading in today's conversations, whether you're doing Facebook adverts, whether you're doing email marketing, whether you're doing telephone calls, if you lead with, hey, I've got this solution and I believe you've got the problem. Do you suffer from these problems? You know, time management, CRM, contacting the client, health, fitness, whatever the problems are, I have the solution to that. Would that be of interest to you? That's all the marketing and branding you need. You said earlier that you hate the automated world that we're living in. We're growing up into a a dictatorial world. We are now used to and and comfortable with barking orders at Alexa, at Siri. We command things from Amazon, Uber Eats, Instagram. We're moving into a transactional society, and I think a lot of people are losing the ability to communicate. So if you astound your clients by going, hey, I'm the solution, and when they communicate, and when I say communicate, if they respond to you on Instagram, if they make a comment on your social feed, if they send you an email, respond and commence a conversation. Hey, Doris, this is a problem and how long have you had it? Can I ask you why you reached out to me? I want to help, but I want to know how you came to me. I want to discover why you feel I may be able to help you. If someone DMs me, or makes a comment on my Instagram, I'm at Steve D. Sims, by the way, shallow plug. If someone (laughs) messages me, I take the time to respond and go, hey, thanks for reaching out. I'm glad you love the book, but what are you gonna do with it that's gonna impact you and your family's life? Don't blow smoke at me and say, hey, great book, Steve, don't care. What are you gonna do that's gonna impact you? Show that you are there for the person as the solution and that's going to grow your relationship credibility and equity, and that's what's going to get you loyalty. No, I,
2: I totally agree with you because I noticed that a lot of the times the comments that are a little bit of interact well, kind of connection with social media here since you brought it up. I noticed that a lot of the comments that people make when they, especially on LinkedIn, um, they try to be so philosophical about what the post is about that you just go, oh, what did you like la- did you have to like, did you practice writing that out and look at, uh, you know, use up the thesaurus in order to sound really smart, but then. Uh, you, you know, it's it's just kind of like, what? And, and it's to spend the time to do that. But then I know from personal experience, it's so funny because I'll give you a couple, an example. Um, somebody will uh, reach out on, on LinkedIn and say, you know, we, it looks like we have so much in common. I'd love to network and get to learn more about you, and then I will send them a message back, which they probably don't expect, right? And I said, hey, if, if you want to learn more about me, here's a couple episodes. I mean, you can really get a good idea about what our platform is and what I do and who I am as a person. Just listen to any episode, but here's a couple key ones. Oh, by the way, um, here's the link to book your seven-minute spot. Go right ahead and uh, look forward to seeing you on the schedule. And then it's crickets. So I'm like, well, why would you reach out to someone Say that you want to network. You want to to connect and then not respond. It's almost like a lot of people say things and it's just a bunch of hot air. So it's like, then why bother? Who has the time? Because if you're going to do it, then do it. If you're going to say you're going to do it, do it. Otherwise, it says a lot about your personality, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, there's too many people out there fishing for no reason. I found that today... One of the most confrontational and aggressive words that we all need to get regularly using in our vocabulary is the word why. I will have people reach out to me and they go, hey, I want to talk to you for 10 minutes. Please click this link and let's chat.
1: And I will just
4: respond with, great, why? And I will ask why. And I'll get people, and of course, you know, I'm aware that I have a slightly aggressive um, you know tone and brand, and if anyone sees me i 'm you know two hundred and forty pound of ugly with tattoos and goatee and bald head and that so i 'm probably not the warm and fuzziest person <laughs> in the planet, but i 'm also fifty five and i don 't have many, many years to waste on on baloney conversations. I want to know what impact can we do, what benefit can we do, how can we help each other you 've got to give me an overview before I'm gonna schedule some time with you. So why is an aggressive word, but also think about it from a client perspective. Now I coach, and the first thing I do when someone uh, books me to coach is I go, hey, why did you spend your money on me? Why did you take the time to decide this is the time? What's going on in your head that you think this is a good decision? And I wanna grill the client down to make sure that they fully understand why They're doing what they're doing and what they're trying to get out of it. Because if you don't ask why a good three or four times, then you're back to the transactional superficial and you've been amazed. And I'm sure you know it. How many times has someone said to you, Oh, I want to do this. And then when you quiz them on it, you found out there's really a different thing that they want behind it, but they just asked you a different thing because they thought that thing was achievable. And, that's what I do. I love the word why. It's confrontational. It's blunt. It's short. But it really gets to the truth of, of the point of doing anything.
2: And on the flip side, if you are the person that's looking to hire somebody, those are the, those are the answers you should already have because then that will make the connection, the, con- the conversation, or, or even if you decide to hire them more effective and efficient so you know you have to throw in a little bit of your own personal responsibility there and come prepared because if you you know you want to make the most out of your time you also want to make the most out of your money so you know there's a lot of things you could do out there to get ready and for the uh the time when you're ready to hire that coach and that's what i encourage people i mean that's why they just listen to some of these shows from all of these experts, it'll get them prepared. So maybe you don't need 10 sessions. You only need five. And let's just say you really only had money for five and that was the money was holding you back from hiring somebody. But if you could get some self work done that you prep for now, all of a sudden the barrier to entry, your excuse has been eliminated because now you really only need five and you can afford five, which then propels your business to the next level so much quicker. So, you know, we have to put on our common sense caps and think a little bit more strategic because the information is there. We just need to kind of man up, woman up on our own, and then bring on the expert, really make, make some magic. So what do you think of that, Steve?
4: I think you I think you gang on. Um, I also think it's a bit sad when people look, and I can understand it, but when people look at the money as the barrier. You know, the bottom line of it is, is, and we're talking about coaching here, any kind of coaching or consultant should be an asset, not an invoice. So the second that he's charging you money of no benefit, cut them off. Uh, and you're right. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, they've pivoted into the coaching world because they think it's a low entry and they can get loads of money by doing very little and just quoting a bunch of Hallmark Christmas cards at the end of it and going, oh, you can be great. And... Go forth and win, and it's a positive mindset, and they've all basically munched too many fortune cookies. A good coach and a consultant is the person that gets down into the, into the pits with you, shoulder to shoulder, with a shovel, and says, right, where are we going? Let's do this. And so you've got to pick someone. You've got to know um, that you're ready. You may not have all the answers. I like the fact that you say you've got to question yourself, But a lot of the time when you are focused on a problem you may be focused on solving that problem whereas a good coach and consultant will come along and go well hang on why is the problem even there why are we focusing on that element first if we can remove that when they've even got to solve it we shouldn't have the problem there in the first place it's like you're trying to like fix a you know a a dripping faucet maybe the whole uh, maybe the whole plug maybe the whole tap needs to be replaced and to solve yourself the problem so sometimes you're way too close to the problem to be able to sniff out the solution but you're ready and you are open to be challenged and that's what a good coach and consultant does they're not a cheerleader you know you've got aunties and uncles that can like you know you're big crazy you can do anything that's your aunties you know and that's what they're there Mm -hmm. for they they support Mm -hmm. you and everything your cheerleaders a coach And a consultant is going to challenge you, is going to get you uncomfortable, and is going to get you uh, distorted to be able to go out there to be able to disrupt creatively and create impact.
2: I think that's incredible advice that people just need to think about and remember whenever they're looking to hire somebody. Because, again, there's a lot of noise out there, a lot of people proclaiming to be experts especially in the coaching world. Yep. So it's important that you find somebody like Steve. Steve is a per, I, mean, I, I interviewed a lot of people. I've been doing this for a long time. And there's been, yeah, there's been a, a decent amount that have come through that uh, I wouldn't recommend. You know what I mean? And just to be blunt, there's just some that, uh, you know, it's, just, <laughs> you know, great, great coming out of the mouth, but there's just some other things that are just not there. But, you know, what Steve is saying, that's real. So I want to make sure that the person, Yeah, you know, like I said, rubber meets the road. They practice what they preach and they can walk the walk, not just talk the talk. So take the time to do your homework. And if you can't listen to them on a show, whether it's this platform or another show, then definitely I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go down that road because it's too easy of an outlet now to go ahead and and get on different shows or have your own to uh, so people can hear you, get comfortable with you and see if they even like you before they, they even think about writing, writing a check or paying some cash. So that, that is my advice to the audience. But, Steve, I really like you. I, uh, I look forward to having sure. you come back every month and uh, with some more great information. Cool. So um, thank you so much. Plug uh, your website and anything else that you want to let the audience know that you got going on.
4: Well, if you jump over to steve d sims s i m s there's only one m in sims steve d sims dot com, or you can find me on steve d. sims Instagram pretty much everywhere, or I've got a free Facebook group called an Entrepreneur's Advantage with Steve Sims. You know if it works for you and it resonates and you want to get uncomfortable, I'll see you over there. If not, then uh, hey, no harm, no foul yeah,
2: exactly. Everybody's not a fit for everybody. But at least we've identified some criteria today, some great tips, and uh, I love that you focus on being the solution for people Um, when you ask those certain questions, especially about the why, makes a big difference. So thank you very much, Mr. Steve Sims, the real-life wizard of Oz, and uh, make it a great week, my friend, and we'll talk to you
4: next month. Thanks. Bye.
2: Oh, you know how I love the accents, everybody. Oh, I love, I love my Brits, my Australians. Oh, my goodness. So we are at 1258. I am way over. I am way over. So I'm going to bring on our next guest. I'm not going to, I'm going to save my stuff for after we're finished here. So my next guest hasn't been on in a while. He's been very, very busy helping veterans all over the place. I think they've had at least one or two retreats since we last chatted. Josh Grieva, he is the founder of Deep Sea Valkyries. They're a nonprofit organization helping veterans through scuba diving retreats. We go back a long time. Audience, give Josh a big round of applause. Hey, my friend, how have you been?
1: Uh, we've been uh, very, very busy. Uh, like you mentioned, we did just get back from a retreat uh, just a little bit over a month, month and a half ago. So we are now prepping for our next couple of retreats in the next uh, two months following.
2: So we had a little lull because of the the uh, political propaganda pandemic, but it sounds like ships ahoy, everything's back on track, and you've added a couple of retreats that you didn't have in the years past. So it sounds like people are getting yep, the idea that vets that yeah. need help, guys, vets need help. They don't need pills. They don't need the pills from the VA. They need the therapy and the human interaction. Huh? What, what a novel concept, right, Josh?
1: Right. Well, and the, you know, it's, it's not necessarily anybody's fault. You know, the VA, they're being tasked with uh, almost an impossible mission of treating trauma for a significant number of veterans and, It's something that the VA has never been great at. Nobody's really been great at this. It's it's something that's plagued the veteran community for years. And we're just now getting to the point over the last five, maybe eight years of different organizations recognizing that there are alternative methods of treating trauma. And there's most likely more effective ones other than just utilizing some sort of medication to really suppress and hide symptoms rather than addressing root causes and trying to provide treatment that's going to... Give veterans a more fulfilling life after their time in service.
3: So
2: have you found out or do you know if any funds were allocated in that huge coronavirus relief package, which wasn't a relief package that was $1.9 trillion where only 9% went to directly to the American people. Was any of that designated for veterans causes or to help veterans? I don't remember hearing about any of that on the news.
1: Uh, Well, nothing that was specifically allocated that we know about to say it was directly targeted or earmarked for different types of veteran programs. As part of the payment protection plan, certain nonprofit organizations were allowed to apply, but that funding was really just meant to sustain pay in organizations, so paid employees. Most veteran nonprofits, the smaller nonprofits that are really working and alternative forms of therapy we operate under completely volunteer staff so while the funds were available to paid staff when an organization is operating under volunteers and directing all of our funding towards treatment uh, that doesn't allow us to pull that funding to continue operation so um, as a result we went into more of a survival mode we were able to accomplish a couple things last year but combined with the drop-off in businesses and their support, as well as the fact that uh, different governments have completely shut down anyways. It prevented us from being able to engage with our veterans in our normal program. So, like you said, we were able to get back after it uh, in the late part of February. We've got uh, a couple of retreats coming up this summer, and then we've got a big fundraising event that will be held uh, at the beginning of this fall.
2: Oh, that's great. When is that So, are your applications open for veterans for the first retreat that's coming up or the next retreat that's coming up?
1: So all of the, uh, the, all the spots are filled for the next two retreats. That's the one thing is our application pool is very deep. And so we had, uh, we had, you know, five, six times the total number of uh, spots available. We had applicants. So those retreats are full. Uh, We will be looking at retreats further down the line. And we'll be opening up those, and so we'll keep everybody updated. Uh, But the big thing we wanted to let everyone know, especially the businesses that partner uh, with the Everything Home Network, is on September 11th, we will have our fall gala. Uh, The title of it is Tucks and Trunks because it is a formal (laughs) event, but it does recognize – uh, kind of the, the the background of what our organization is, or uh, one of our past participants, Dean, he decided to, uh, for the veterans, he renamed it Tuxedos and Speedos. So it'll be interesting to see how some people show up to this event. Uh, but that, that being funny. said, uh, the gala is being held on September 11th. So we'll be commemorating the 20th anniversary of 9-11, obviously. That'll be a big part of it. And then also looking back over the last two decades of conflict and recognizing the post-9-11 veteran era uh, or post-9-11 era veteran, uh, the amounts of times the guys and gals have had to deploy repeatedly to Iraq and Afghanistan, different parts of the world. Um, So it'll be kind of a combination uh, remembrance event as well as uh, recognizing all of those veterans. And then on top of that, uh, you know, it's serving as a fundraiser for us so that we can continue marching into our next fiscal year strong and able to provide the services. So, Uh, That event is going to take place from 7 to 10. It is being held in Arizona for, you know, for the businesses out there that are not local to Arizona. If you are interested in supporting, we do have either virtual tickets or virtual sponsorship whereby if you can't attend but you want to sponsor a veteran to attend from the Valley or one that might be traveling out there, you can basically purchase a ticket and that gets that veteran in to attend the event while also helping to sponsor Uh, veterans that will attend our trauma counseling program.
2: Now, um, since it's been a while since you've been on the show, can you just give an overview of what these retreats are all about and why they're so unique and so effective for the veterans?
1: Uh, Absolutely. So the first part of our program, we we have three components, basically, to the program. The first part is our week-long intensive trauma counseling program. Uh, This is for the veteran only. They apply, they're selected. And they come from across the United States, around the world at times. Uh, We bring them all together down in Nassau and the Bahamas. Uh, And then we're on a boat and we set sail and we're gone for a week. While we're at sea, they're going to go through more than 30 hours of group and individual counseling sessions with a licensed clinical psychologist. They'll do some scuba diving, some deep-sea fishing. We'll go explore some remote islands, a lot of activities that, uh, regardless of their physical injuries, they can, you know, engage with, uh, you know, with the group. There's anywhere from 15 to 18 veteran participants, a handful of veteran staff, and we're just kind of together at sea for a week. So they're getting the trauma counseling, they're getting engaged in physical activities, they are experiencing that camaraderie once again, and we do that for a full week. Uh, When they return, we just finalized a partnership where upon their return, they're enrolled in a year-long, so a 52-week continuation of care program. And they will meet once a week for an hour to an hour and a half. We do this digitally via Zoom or other uh, media platforms. So no matter where they're at in the world or the U.S., they can come together. Uh, It is a study program. So, you know, it's a year-long engaging program uh, that also deals with trauma. So it kind of expounds on all the tools that they learned while they're with us. Uh, So they do that for a year. So that's uh, another significant amount of counseling that they'll go through. And then they have the option of joining us on reunion events. And we hold these periodically throughout the year. They're reunion and conservation events in different locations around the country. And uh, these reunion events are a time when they can come together, uh, whereas previously it was just the veteran. Then they get to come with either a family member or a friend if they choose. And now they can allow those experiences that they had with just the other veterans. They get to share that with family and friends. Uh, So that's, that's kind of the foundation of the program.
2: And you guys have been around for quite a number of years and had a, a lot of these retreats, and it's really interesting. Some of the great success stories is that um, several of the, the veterans from, from past excursions have ended up getting, getting into um, and seeing the value of, of this alternative type of, of therapy and, and activity that they've actually become scuba diving instructors. Or one of the ladies, I think Nisa was telling me, One of them was so inspired that they they ended up starting their own little small businesses. One of them became, did something with farming and all that. So it really gives them uh, a totally different outlook and a a different introspect as to all these different other options um, of ways to kind of come back to, I don't want to say normal, but come back to being part of uh, a community and um, being, you know, how they were maybe before they they got into the service.
1: Sure. You know, everyone is, you know, everyone has changed with their experiences. We can't help that. That's just a part of growing up and maturing. But for many of the veterans, that change is, it's very dramatic. You know, they are uh, very often not the same person when they return home as compared to when they left. And so we we call it this new normalcy. Um, Not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just, you know, what does a normal life look like for them? And because there are such negative connotations associated with VA treatment protocols, uh, we want them to uh, experience and understand that, you know, the mental health is it's important, it's critical to your overall happiness. And mental health doesn't mean simply you're just going to get drugged. You know, mental health is tied into your physical health, your spiritual well-being. So we're showing them, hey, you can be engaged in outdoor activities that you might not have thought about before. Um, they recognize that you know, talking with counselors about their experience is a good thing. Um, it's it's not a it doesn't have this negative stigma to, uh, associated with it that it used to. Um, and so, yeah, they they get home and a lot of them find that they love the activities they engaged with us. We have a number of our past participants that are now on staff with us. So that's those are great success stories. And then we also have those participants that, returned home and either opened up their own businesses, started working with other nonprofits, many of them found engaging employment. So this goal of getting them to a new normalcy and getting them back home with their families, leading their families, engaged in the community, that's what we're seeing, and uh, that that to us is what the success stories are all about.
2: Yeah, you you both are doing such great work and helping out so many people. And um, Deep Sea Valkyries is one of our preferred nonprofit partners, so how that works is we have a marketplace, the Everything Home Socially Conscious Marketplace, where we have 57 different well-known websites and brands, which will recognize every single one of them. So if you want to buy a product or service, instead of going directly to their website, if you go to ours, you just go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, click the Marketplace tab, and you want to buy something, you know, whether it's a hat for the Arizona Diamondbacks, or if you want to get a business service like Constant Contact, or you want to buy some steaks from Omaha Steaks, or you want to go buy some vitamin D in uh, vitamin D3 and zinc from Suzanne Summers, things like that, which everybody needs boost that immune system, regardless of whether in a plan endemic or not. That's something you always need to do just for your health. Then two uh, to 20% of your total purchase is donated to our nonprofit partners serving vets, pets and kids. So it's a way for you to buy the products and services that you normally do usually and to get a discount and then funds are generated no extra cost to you and then uh great organizations like deep sea valkyries can help out veterans so you can you can make a difference in the lives of others while you're just buying the things that you normally buy so you just gotta be conscious of your choices and buying decisions and know that there is that opportunity there so i encourage everybody to go check it out and see what's on the platform before you go directly to the website or the horrible company called Amazon, so you can help out some great nonprofit organizations, especially now when it's tough to raise money. So why not do that, right? That doesn't make sense. It's kind of an yep. easy no-brainer if you ask me. No-brainer. So Josh, give your uh, uh, website and then plug the uh, the gala event one more time.
1: Go ahead. Absolutely. So uh, DeepSeaValkyries.com. And then, of course, on all of the uh, socials, uh, either DS Valkyries or uh, if you just search for Deep Sea Valkyries, it'll get you to the right location. On our website, under the event tab, you'll see the tucks and trunks in there. It's got all the information as far as the, the who, what, where, when, why, all that good stuff. And like I said, if you're a business that is looking to help sponsor, you know, we've got... Sponsor a veteran as low as $100, and then we've got everything up to table sponsors, pillar sponsors, all that good stuff. Um, or if you're a business that has a in-kind donation that you would like to provide for our silent auction, uh, we're looking for those type of items as well. So you can fill out the contact us page. Our director of business operations, Nisa, and our fundraising chief, they will reach out and get a hold of you. But uh, you can rest assured that uh, you know 2020 was uh, it was a heck of a year. 2021, we're trying to roll into this. Uh, doing some good in the world, and if you're a business looking for that opportunity, no matter how big or how small, uh, you know, we hope that you'll consider us, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from some people.
2: Awesome. Thanks again for the work that you guys are doing and your personal service to our great country that I hope we can bring back around and save her. Let's leave it at that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, We appreciate it, and uh, God bless. Have a wonderful day. We'll be uh, talking to you again soon, I'm sure.
2: All right. Sounds good. Have a great week. Tell Nisa. I said hi and uh, we'll talk to you guys next month. If you are not floating around and uh, on a boat somewhere in the Caribbean with a bunch of veterans. You got it. Helping them.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Good to hear Thanks from you. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you later. All, all right. Bye. Bye-bye.
2: All right, everybody. It is is 1:12. I am way over today. I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place and that's because I have a, uh, I am not prepared to get on a plane tomorrow and I'm trying to get work done and get prepped for that event. And there's also lots of things that I have to do before I uh, go to the event to get ready for the event. So um, I'm only going to go to about 130 day. I'm not going to go over that. But the reason why I had asked Josh about the money from the COVID relief package that only 9% went to the American people to help them, uh, that's 9% of $1.9 trillion. Um, Monday we had Marianne Mendoza with Angel Families and Angel Moms on the show. And we talked about the border. We talked about the illegal aliens and all the money that is going to help these illegal aliens, the kids that are actually getting in school learning while your kids are at home, uh, that you're paying taxes for them to be in school and learning from a teacher in person. But yet they're, uh, we are spending all this money to, to uh, have the illegal alien children schooled in person in San Diego while the San Diego school system is learning from a laptop. The reason I brought that up is I kind of just wanted to set the precedent for some of the information I'm gonna throw at you here because there is, a, there is a warped sense of priority with this administration and uh, it needs to stop. And I'm not quite sure how we're gonna do that. I mean, obviously we wanna contact our uh, elected elites, our demon rats and our republicans and tell them that this is out of control and this is ridiculous and they should be helping our veterans, not paying and helping illegal aliens come across this country and then housing them and supporting them. But I don't think they're going to listen. So we, uh, we don't know what the take action is on that. And I'd rather you be effective with your take action. But I want to give you some numbers. Not to make you mad because you're going to get mad. You'll probably get pissed. And again, remember, in order for you to make change, you have to get pissed. Mad's not enough hurt and upset doesn't do anything so let's look at some numbers let's look at some numbers the government yours and my tax dollars are spending 60 million dollars a week to house illegals illegal aliens no money for veterans no money to help homeless veterans no money for veteran therapy and care veterans serve this country so that we can have freedom the freedom to allow all of these illegal aliens to just come across the border we're leaving these guys high and dry. Remember the uh, National Guards, they were sleeping on the floor of the parking garage, but yet to put illegals, illegal aliens in hotels, we're spending $86 million. Yeah, let that digest and sink in a little bit, sink in a little bit. Um, another one, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. State of New York, what a cluster dumpster fire that's turned into, with a, a disaster of a uh, governor. New York is giving $15,600 as a one-time payment for illegals who were out of work, which is going to be a total of 2.1 billion dollars. Ironically, they're only giving 1 billion dollars for small business support and no money allocated for any veterans or veteran homeless veterans in that program, but they have no problem giving billions of dollars to illegal aliens, but not our small businesses and not our veterans. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not understanding that. There's no logic. It is almost like you might as well just say you hate this country and you hate people who love it, so you're going to do everything you can to destroy it, basically light it on fire. But then again, maybe that's why you allow all of these, uh, radical groups like Antifa and BLM to just light other towns and cities on fire because you as the politician can't physically go out and there and do it and you want to do it you want to do it so badly you just want to burn everything to the ground and cause destruction and, and ruin people's businesses and lives so you're living vicariously through these groups instead of stopping it and not encouraging it and ending it you fuel the flame literally because you really wanna do that, but you can't go out there and physically do it, but you'll do it from the uh, legislative side, passing these bills or just signing executive orders and then try to destroy the country from another angle. Yeah, uh, it is, to me, it is actually a form of treason as far as I'm concerned. And I know a lot of other people feel that way too. And it's just, it is so heartening and disturbing And it makes you, as I said, pissed off to see that. And then there's nothing that we can do about it. You've got 400,000 small businesses that went out of business during this political propaganda plan which is 100% manufactured based on manipulation of statistics and fear-mongering, which CNN, as I mentioned in the breaking news section, admitted they're a propaganda outlet. And their intentions, their goal was not only to get rid of Trump, but to spread propaganda fear for the pandemic. They said that on tape. That was what they their goal was. That was their goal. They accomplished that. As I mentioned, New York, just giving you those numbers for New York, um, one third of the businesses that went out of business in New York are not coming back that's a lot of businesses that are not coming back a lot of lives have been disrupted ruined, destroyed and ended because of the agenda of the powers that be in our government and other agencies authorities false authorities Um, you know I call them the 11 bigs the 11 bigs so before I give you this, because what happens, I started writing out the, was doing the intro, and um, I was doing uh, my breaking news, and my breaking news turned into like a three-page stats and essay, so I said, oh, i got to move things around. So that's why I'm a, little, I'm a little off today, because I was short on time, because I started to get into it, but then I'm like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them that, because they need to hear it, because it's really important, and it's the truth, and it's time that you hear the truth. You're not getting it on social media. You're not getting it from the mainstream media. Clearly, CNN told you that that's not what they intend to do. They want to push fear and propaganda to accomplish their agenda. So, yes, we've been saying that for a long time, for years, and all the other ones are just the same. CNN just happens to be the one that people recognize the most, but they're all on the same page with each other. And uh, we've been seeing it for a long time. Most of you have probably been feeling it for years, but now it's out in the open. Again, keep in mind, we talk about this almost on every show and I I do it because I want it to sink in. It needs to sink in. Uh, 2020 was the year we were forced to put our masks on, but ironically, 2020 was the year that they took theirs off. And they took theirs off so quickly and so fast and so often that they have shared too much they have said too much where it gets to the point where you're like i cannot believe he actually said that out loud does he know his microphone's on does he know the camera's on or because they've gotten so they've gotten so brazen they've gotten so bold that they don't think anything can touch him they think they're invincible so that's you know wolves for thee and not for me and it's over and over and over they're talking out of both sides of their mouth and it's gotten to the point where it's just ridiculous ridiculous and i just hope that everybody sees that i can't imagine you don't because it is so obvious i mean i, I the governors they tell you to do one thing next thing you know they're on a trip they're out to dinner they and it's almost sometimes the same day And that's the little stuff i'm talking about the big stuff now the biggest stuff so with that being said before i talk about the i want to remind you of the list of the bigs And it's really important now, based on what's going on, especially with the vaccine and the push for uh, these voter laws to be overturned or moved from different states. The irony, just the irony of Major League Baseball to move the All-Star Game from Georgia, which was in a predominantly... African-American city with African-American businesses that are going to lose $50 million in revenue. The this this city will lose $100 million in revenue. And they move it to a state and a city. They moved it to Colorado, which has a very high white population, only a 9% population of African-Americans in that city. So uh, the other thing too is the uh, state of Colorado has stricter voting laws than what they were comp- pretending to complain about in Georgia. And they also um, require voter ID. So you take it away from one city because you're trying to manipulate and position an agenda and a message and a narrative for Georgia, for the senator, uh, next ele- the next run for the election for senator. I think it's in 2022. And you take it to another city that is completely hypocritic To what you said was the reason why you were moving it. But then the following week, the very prestigious Augusta National Golf Tournament happens in Georgia. But you don't move that. So that's okay. Because that's what the elected elites and all the false authorities, they don't want to be inconvenienced. They don't want to not have the weekend or the four days at the Augusta Country Club and exchange and hobnob with all the special, special rich people. See what I mean? Hypocrisy is just unbelievable. And we, the people, need to see it, need to see it, need to understand it. So you can't trust these people. You know everything is an agenda. You know there's an agenda. When I get an, e- I get an email message saying that Uber so concerned about people that are underprivileged to get the vaccine that they're going to donate 10 million rides to get people to go get the vaccine because they can't afford the ubers i'm sure they're on that list of 200 companies that are trying to that, that uh, said that they want to uh, push back and fight against and are, are against you know the woke Uh, all all these woke white people um, that are against the voter law in Georgia or perhaps they were on the CEO call last weekend of the 100 companies that uh, are voicing the same amongst whatever other agendas they're going to be pushing as they are trying they're all working together working together against we the people so it's their own agenda so I brought up the bills, I brought up the, the parties that be, so I'm going to remind you of what that is all about and then I'm gonna do the information that I did the homework on today. Then I've just been accumulating, I kind of just put it all nice together with a bow. Of course, it's about our buddy, Anthony Fraudchi, and this whole vaccine, which is not really vaccine
3: nonsense.
2: So I want you to remember that the bills passed by Congress are never to help we the people, and don't be fooled by the names. Remember, whatever the name of the bill is, what's inside is just the opposite. And then, of course, I added on the nonprofits. You have to watch the nonprofits, the NGOs, right? The ones that were like, protect the vote, protect the democracy that was trying that are trying to push back here for the audit in Mayor Corruption County. They're on the bad side. They have nothing to do with democracy. They don't want the audit. Well, if you wanted, if you, if you were protecting democracy, protecting the vote, and you had nothing to hide, why would you not want? To have the information shown, because you have something to hide. Why do you think there's this pushback? Is they obviously no? It, it, it blatant fraud. So you have these organizations. Watch the name. The name is going to be the opposite of what they do. And all these NGOs, I mentioned it on numerous shows. They got a lot of this money that are in that coronavirus 1.2 trillion dollar package, so they could go ahead and fund. The groups that are helping get these illegal aliens across the border. Catholic charities is one of them. Yeah. The church is in on this guys. The church is in on it. They're making, they're getting money. Why do you think a, church, a priest in Texas called the cops on a woman who had a mask on? She pulled it down because she was having issues breathing or she was doing something. She's totally pregnant, holding her baby. And she just received uh, communion And because she took the mask off or was cheering something, doesn't matter, was still on her face. She's in a church, by the way. So the priest calls the cops on her. They come and arrest her because they're playing in the same sandbox as all of these parties because they're getting money. And they have to play by the rules in order to get their money. And the Catholic Charities is helping at the border so they could get their money. And, of course, you know what happens when the money goes to an organization, doesn't go to the people. Look at B L M. You got BLM. All of these asinine, woke companies were so stupid to buy into their extortion that they gave them billions of dollars. And then the late, one of the ladies, the quote unquote founder, is going and buying houses all over the country. She bought a house in Malibu. There's mostly white people. She loves black people. Black lives matter, but she's going and buying houses to go hang out with the white people. See what I mean? The hypocrisy. It's just unbelievable. They've gotten so emboldened because they think we're that stupid. They literally think we are that stupid and that we can't do anything about it. So they're going to go do whatever they want. And they're doing it. They've been doing it since the... Well, BLM's been doing it since the summer, but the uh, joke of administration and all their little cohorts, they've been doing it since January 20th. So, keep this in mind, too. The bills... The bills that Congress passes are money laundering, slush fund, redistribution of your hard-earned tax dollars for paybacks, payoffs, bribes, elected elites, destructive agenda-pushing initiatives, and freedom-destroying, liberty-grabbing, Constitution-violating policies, all benefiting the regressive socialist friends of the D.C. swamp, which includes the unions, the cities, the states, the special interests, the NGOs, the nonprofits, universities, the government contractors, foreign countries, our enemies, all the false authorities, the 11 bigs, and many more. Yes, that's right. The regressive socialist demon rats, the Republicans, and the elected elites, the permanent political pundits, and all the false authorities who've been lying to us for decades and colluding with one another, the 11 bigs, big media, a.k.a. mainstream media, big tech, big government, big business, big labor, big money, big entertainment, big lobby, big pharma, big box, big religion. Amazing how all of those people are the players in the game in the past 12 months, and they're doing it again. They're inserting now, because they did the election, they got that, they got the corona, they did check. It's like a checklist. Corona, check. Election, check. Now we're going to go election laws, working on that, check. And we're going to throw in racism, check. And then now we're going to, as CNN told us, they're going to do climate change, check. Illegals, we're going to let all illegals in, check yeah they're all part of it. They're on cahoots. yeah I mean why would a comp- why would a corporation get involved and voice any opinion about election laws when the, their whole objective is to make money and increase the profits for a corporation? makes no sense, does it? Because this is not about making sense it's about Having all these parties, again, that have been colluding for decades, that are right now, are, this is their all-star game, what's going on. It started last year, and, and they're kicking into gear. This is their time to do everything that they've wanted to do to us, we the people, to control us, suck our money and freedom, spend our future, and destroy this country. And if you don't believe me, then you haven't been paying attention, so I can't make it more clear. Keep in mind, they have no use for you, the American people. Yep, us, we, the people, except to take your money and freedom. They only want control. So guess what, guys? We need to rely on each other. We need to support one another. We need to take action. We need to take political action. Every single day, you need to do something. Obviously, I want you to grow your business, enhance the quality of your personal life, but you've got to do something. You get involved with your community. You've got to do something to push back, and it has to be politically oriented. And the reason why I say that, as I mentioned it almost on every show, they've spent decades infesting all of those 11 bigs with their political agenda. So now politics is a part of everything in our lives. It's infested everything we do. So it has allowed them to make decisions on everything that we're doing. They control what goes on with our business, what happens if our, uh, what, what curriculum is in the schools if the schools are even open or if you can go to church or if you can wear a mask or if you have to wear a mask or now oh you must get a vaccine i mean it is beyond it's it is beyond tyranny at this point Now, know we're living in a socialist country if you still think we have freedom we don't just look outside look at people wearing a mask now they're the whole propaganda pitch another vaccine so we're we are We are on a sliding scale straight to communism because if you look at the definition of all those, you'll see that's what it is. We're right there. We're right there. You know, one more, one couple more bills that get passed, like this fake infrastructure one. That thing is so loaded. It's only 5% is going to actual real infrastructure. I started to dig into it and that is so loaded with things that will destroy this country where they want to eliminate, and I wasn't going to go down this road, but I'll bring it up. They want to eliminate single-family housing. Did you know that? It's the zoning law. Remember Trump found out about it and he killed it right away because they were, they've been working on trying to get the, the, the loc, local, government. I was it federal. I don't remember. To control the zoning requirements and who makes the zoning decisions. This isn't part of that bill now because so the, the Trump ended it once he found out what it was all about. And now that he's gone, they stuck it back in there. So basically what they want to do is eliminate the single family zoning. And they're using the leverage of tax breaks for state and local governments. So they don't, if, if they comply with the zoning changes, then they'll get the tax breaks and they'll get the money. They're using money in all of these bills to force businesses, cities, states, nonprofits, NGOs, the bigs to do their dirty work, but they're actually they're not it doesn't seem like that they're feeling that they're being strong-armed or extorted. It kind of thinks that they that they're fine with it what they're trying to do is change the zoning laws to not expand home ownership, but actually to stop it. So They wanna eliminate private property. They wanna put everyone into a rental society. So they basically it's one step closer to government housing. So they're going to then, as a perfect example, that you're in a regular single family neighborhood, they're gonna rezone it so that there has to be a certain ratio of multifamily housing mixed in that. So then they're gonna be able to put their getting rid of your neighborhood and putting in apartment complexes when the the, the, that's, they don't belong there. It's not how that's not part of what the neighborhood is. Yeah. I'm giving you a very brief overview, but that's what's in these bills. That's how bad they are. They are destructive, destructive to all of our lives. That's why I'm saying we have to do something every day, even if you don't, Oh, I hate politics. And it's not hating politics anymore because it's not old school politics. This is like war. This is war where you need to do, take action items every day. So you could do something as simple as signing a petition. You can uh, make a phone call to one of your elected elites. You can go ahead and uh, send an email. Um, if you want to get more active, you could take steps that I have and some, so many of our partners on this platform. You become a precinct committee man where you're actually getting involved in, 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 the, in, in the whole process which is very easy to do here in Mayor Corruption County. Other states, you just have a couple other steps. That's what Dan, Pre- Dan Schultz is doing with the precinct project, is getting more people involved from the bottom up because we do have a lot of power as precinct committeemen to be lo- locally active in politics, uh, to, to, inter- to interface with our constituents and find out what they need and then actually have a voice on who gets in the party and who's controlling the party so we can get rid of the people who hate this country You know, they call them rhinos, but they're not even that, you know, they're republicans. They're just, they like the way it used to be because they had control and they got to do whatever they want. So there's many, many things that can be done. Um, Something simple as supporting a, a, you know, supporting Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, the notorious MTG, trying to get her on the show. You know, pick a pick a congressman or or even if something local you want to push out some of their social media posts or if you can volunteer, that helps. You know, go check out your school board. You want to run for office? There, there's so many things that can be done. Um, the easiest one, the easiest one, and this is what we all can do. You have control of your choices and buying decisions because these big entities are completely out of control and they are the ones who are going to be implementing phase two the things that the government can't implement which is part of this vaccine passport which i'm not going to go into today but obviously what happened on november 3rd we know that our vote didn't count okay so what are we going to do about it we have to do something we can't just sit and complain doesn't work anymore we all have to have to man up woman up and take action So, you know what? Every day we vote with our time, our efforts and actions, but our choices and buying decisions. So be conscious of where you're buying and who you're buying from. So you got to stop supporting the people and companies who hate you, who censor, who cancel. That the list of 200 companies that are against the good election law. I'm going to add that tab to the website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com and put the companies on there. Then I'm going to find out if the, uh, the list of 100 CEOs that were on that other call, going with the strategy, the next strategy, coming up with another strategy to, to ruin our country, take away yours and my freedom and our money, I'm going to find out if there's more we can add to that list. So you can look, see who they are. Stop buying their stuff. And where's your money? Where is your money? Your money in like Bank of America? Get it out of there. Get it out of there. We're fueling them. They need us. We don't need them. They rely on us to buy their things, to put our money in their facilities. And if we don't, bye-bye, they're gonzo. Or they're going to change their tune, and they're going to watch what they say. Or maybe they'll start behaving or going back to what their actual business is all about, servicing the customer and the client, making quality products at a a reasonable rate, and take your nose out of my business. Like my politics, my freedoms, my constitutional rights. Get out of there. It's not your place. No one wants to hear your opinion. So, you know, I keep saying it. We the people in our local communities need to be the ones who make the change. We the people have the power. It's all we have. They're not, no one's looking out for us. No one cares about us. We've got to take the action. You got to turn off the TV. Don't get your news from social media. You go to our take action tab. At everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, you click the patriotic media tab. I put all the different alternative sources of, uh, of media. They're telling the truth. There's no propaganda. They're not like CNN where they're going to be pushing fear and the political propaganda pandemic and now climate change, climate change. Oh, and we have a czar. Okay. First of all, we shouldn't have czars. It's kind of sound a little Russian-ish, but you got a czar. Like uh, John Kerry, who flies everywhere in his private plane, but says everybody sucks because they're using too much carbon, but yet he flies and his family flies everywhere on a private plane, which the, put it in perspective, the amount of, t- amount of carbon that is used in one year on a private plane equals the amount of carbon for 36 cars for the year. And he just flew and his family flew from
3: wherever Moth is vineyard to Aspen, Colorado
2: this past weekend. So again, perfect example. Not for me, but for thee. So they could do whatever they want, but then you and I have to suffer and be poor, but they could do whatever they want. The, the hypocrisy is just unbelievable. And they keep saying it because I still see people wearing a mask. So it's not getting through. It's not getting through. So I'm asking you to do your part, get you to get involved. If you go to our take action tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, there's lots of take action items on there. There is petitions to sign. I'm adding more to that. There's different groups to follow. It's the must follow list for people, groups, organizations, and companies. Those are the ones that you can pay attention to. For great information. If you want to contact your local politicians at any level, or even up to the state and federal, it's on there. There's a page on there for that. And you just, the information's there. It's easy to click through. And especially have a whole tab for Arizona. Um, if you want to sign the petition for the recall for Arizona, it's there too. And here in Merrick Corruption County and for Doug Douchey. If you want to volunteer for that organization, I put other organizations on the must follow list, like America Restored, who's doing some amazing work. They're one of our platinum Platinum Partners, who's doing amazing work in order to bring together people and groups to help save this country. Um, One of our other partners, since I'm on that list, and I'm going to jump back over to this because I need to get you this information about the vaccines and the coronavirus. One of our other marketing partners, uh, our Platinum Partners, is Women's Leadership Lives. We're going to be doing some great events with them. And of course, our favorite media partner, Global Enlightenment Radio Network. It's 142. I'm going to wrap this up because I've got a I got to get going. Got to get going. All right. So this was the original breaking news, but it changed because it got too long. But here we go. So, now because of yesterday, it's blatantly obvious that the CDC and Anthony Fauci, fraud rather, are making everything up that comes out of their mouths to support a narrative of fear and control. So they originally sold the vaccine. Remember, it's not a vaccine but a biological agent with mRNA technology, tracking devices, operating systems, and fetal tissues from aborted babies. Yes, dead babies. That's what's in the vaccine, which is not a vaccine. They promoted that originally as an end-all, be-all solution to the CCT virus. And the only way to go back to normal life is if everyone took it. Then a few weeks ago, Dr. Anthony Fraudci, I saw it on TV, he said the vaccine isn't going to prevent you from getting COVID, so keep wearing your mask, social distance, and stay home. Then the CDC director, just after that, this is all in the past couple of weeks, by the way. Then the CDC director announced that people who've recovered from COVID-19 or received the vaccine no longer carry COVID-19 or can get it. This week, they suspended the J&J vaccine because six people had blood clots, but they they neglected to mention the tens of thousands of people who've reported all kinds of side effects, including many deaths, per the CDC's own online reporting system, VARs. Yesterday, the CDC director said that the vaccine has a delayed response, and we need to shut things down like we did last summer. She said that on TV yesterday. I saw her. Um, I hope you're getting how all over the board is where they're just bobbing and weaving and literally making shit up at this point, because they're still trying to push their big agenda and their narrative and it's starting to fall apart because more people are, are waking up and getting some of the facts. Some great facts about the coronavirus. Episode 126 with Clay Clark, who's the event I'm going to tomorrow. And that's the ones you guys can watch on the uh, Friday and Saturday. If you go to the website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, there's six different media platforms. So just click on that and try to navigate through the site to figure it out. Which once to watch it, I think it starts at 10 a.m. Central Time. Here's some other interesting information to kind of bring it all together. to show you that it's just even more lies, more lies. And remember, it's not a vaccine, it's not a vaccine. According to Sherry Tenpenny, during an interview with Brandon House three weeks ago that I listened to, you could actually find his show on our must listen to page, the take action tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. All of our guests or our partners that have shows are on there. I'm adding new ones all the time, plus shows people that I respect that I know that are telling the truth and give great information. So take a look at that. And those are the people that you need to pay attention to really the messages that matter. She said that only 10% of the side effects and the deaths are being reported on that bar site. And at that time there was 2,500. Nobody mentioned that yesterday. Everybody was focused on these six people. What about all the other side effects and then the people that have died from the vaccines? They, so they're literally, unreporting the deaths. Huh? Just the opposite of what they did with the coronavirus when they were overreporting the deaths. Doc- Dr. Richard Urso of America's Frontline Doctors said the vaccine is going to override your own immune system and it'll make the virus stronger. You want to get some real scary information and facts? Go to the must, must Listen To tab or the Take Action tab or the Partners and Patriots tab. Look at the Must Listen To list of people. Mike Adams, go to his shows, anything that he's done this week or last week is about the, the coronavirus vaccine. Remember, it's not a vaccine. You're talking mad cow. You're talking your brain eats itself. You're talking about all these other issues that are proven already because of the protein and the mRNA technology that's in there. The fact that they can alter your DNA now, remote control because the technology, which is the mRNA in the operating system is now in your body. And you're talking about blood clots and brain aneurysms. And all this is happening. You're just not hearing about it because they're not reporting it. They didn't do it. They, they Oh, we only got six people. And then I was like, oh, there's a six out of seven million. No, it's not. It's not six people out of seven million. Three weeks ago, it was 2,500 just on the BAR site, which is the CDC's own site. And then that, the, they're estimated that only about 10% of the people are actually reporting it. So do the math. And that's from the other vaccines, too, which aren't vaccines. So yesterday I watched an interview with Dr. Richard Fleming and he showed a chart with the data from the three vaccine companies from their own data. Okay. And there was no difference if you took the vaccine or not for getting COVID. And keep in mind, there's been no studies that prove the vaccine is effective or that it prevents it or that it stops the reoccurrence or the spread. No, they haven't done any of the clinical studies. Moderna and Pfizer actually stopped asking for volunteers to take the non-vaccine on January 20th because they knew Biden would be pushing the vaccine really hard. So guess, guess what? Guess who the volunteers are? Guess who is the Guinea pigs? Everybody that took the vaccine. And they said, you know, well, that's, that's going to be our study. We'll just figure it out. And you know, whatever, I'll keep track and we don't care. We want you to take it. We make money and we don't really care what happens to you because kind of know what our agenda is. And we actually would prefer if a lot of you did die. <sighs> yep. So another couple of things here, and then uh, we're wrapping it up. Dr. Michael Yeadon, the former chief scientist and VP for Pfizer, said there's no need. VP, Former VP and chief scientist for Pfizer, who's making one of the non-vaccines, said there's no need for a vaccine because there's an effective drug treatment, HCQ which was intentionally blocked by the powers that be. He said the pandemic is over and was nothing more than the flu, is what we've been saying. Anthony Fraudchi did studies on HCQ and said it would be effective on COVID-19, which is SARS-CoV-2, since it worked for SARS-CoV-1. And Dr. Simone Gold even said, the similarities between the two are about 78%. So it's not a novel virus nothing novell about it. It's just a different strain of the blue. Keep in mind, 60 million people caught SARS-CoV-1 when Obama was president, and that was without manipulation of the testing, changing the death guidelines, and false reporting of the deaths, of a cause of death. Remember, there's dying with COVID and dying from COVID. There was no pandemic back then, and most people didn't even know anything about it, certainly no mass. So you had 60 million people that caught it. And according to today, I looked at the CDC website. There have been 31,000 or 31,076,891 cases reported. When the SARS COVID-1 hit, there was 60 million people that had it. Nobody even knew. No, no pandemic, no nothing. So we have half as much now. Have Let's just say caught it, right? Use the word caught it. But... Of that amount, we know that they changed, they used false tests. So they purposely altered the test, made them extreme, the the PCR testing. So they made it at a a, a level of 40. So by the time you spun it, because it talks about how many calibrations are in there. So by the time you spun it at 40, anything would come back positive when it should be at 17. So you didn't have that back when there was 60. And then, so you have false positives all over the place. And then, uh, So you're still at half without the manipulation with them. Does that make any sense? And they said there's only 500, there's 559,741 deaths. Keep in mind, the CDC inflated the COVID deaths by 1600% through the election, part of the agenda. Actually only 6% of the people died from COVID which is like 33,000. The death rate in 2020 was lower than 2019, 18, 17, 16, and 15. So if there was a pandemic, people would be dropping dead all over the place. It would wipe out homeless camps. The whole country of India, because you ever see pictures, there's like 20 million people standing next to each other. There would be no India. Nope. Uh, This is going to bring it right back around. The flu cases for 2019 to 2020 season, they were 38 million, which is about average. The flu cases for 2020 to 2021 were 1,822. 1,822. So again, it's all about which column do you want to put the number in. So they just took the flu cases and moved them over to the corona cases. Yeah, where are the 38, no, it's, yeah, 30, 37,998,000 oh, it, 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 37, flu cases but then we only had 31 million cases, COVID. Hmm, that's interesting. So even if you take the amount of cases and add the cases that were flu, you still have less. You still have less than what the flu cases were for the year before, which is still half of what the amount of people that had it when it was SARS-COVID-1 that no one even knew about. But we have a pandemic and we need to take a vaccine, which isn't proven to be effective, which is actually shown that now, there is no difference if you do take it. And then keep in mind, it's not a vaccine, but a biological agent with mRNA technology, trapping devices, operating systems, and fetal tissue from aborted babies. Yes, fetal tissue from aborted babies that can actually alter your DNA remote controlling, which is the whole point of the mRNA technology. And it's also making your immune system not work efficiently so a lot of the times that people took the vaccine, they're getting sick because their immune system has been altered. Oh, I could keep going and going, but I think that uh, that, that proves my point. The numbers, numbers don't lie unless you're manipulating them like they did. So even if we're just taking these numbers at their word, which we already know, they're manufactured. They are manufactured. They are extremely high. And you just compare the categories. This don't make any no sense. So why are you taking the vaccine, which is not a vaccine? For a virus with a survival rate of 99.98%, which is higher than the traditional flu, and more importantly, why are you listening to these people? They're all over the board. They've compl- their, their story is falling apart. Their narrative is falling apart. Their agenda is starting to be seen. As we are, trying to, as we are starting to rip off our masks, truth it's being shown hindsight 2020. Oh, keep in mind for those of you that are new to the mask thing. During the 1918 Spanish flu, 50 million people died from bacterial pneumonia caused by masks and Dr. Anthony Farage, wrote a paper about it in 2008. So he knew masks don't work. There are so many studies about masks not being effective to stop a virus. There's a new Stanford study out that keeps getting censored on social media. That, I'm gonna, that I posted this morning on Twitter. Yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable. So everybody, again, it's time to rub your dirty masks. They don't work. They actually make you sick. They might not, you might get sick immediately. but There's going to be some after effects. There's bacterial ammonia. You're, you're weakening your immune system. You can do this, guys. We can do this. You can pull your heads out of your rear and Stop being a slave It's we the people, not we the sheeple. They're pushing fear porn. They're manipulating. And then no sooner do the numbers get good. Oh, we got a variant. Yep, we've got, we've got a, a surge in cases. So we need to shut down. But yet in Florida and in Texas, they're back to normal. Their cases are going down. The states that are still on lockdown, like Michigan, their cases are going up. Hmm. It's not that hard. They keep saying follow the science. They've not used science once. Anthony Fauci has made everything up that's come out of his mouth, and he keeps changing. Where he's almost changing now mid-sentence. This party is over. His ship has sailed. Bye-bye. The little bad elf that Santa didn't even want dropped him off here for us to deal with him, who also is the highest paid person in the government. He also is very well invested into all the pharmaceutical companies and gets money from them and makes money off of vaccines and research. He funded the Wuhan facility that created this in the first place, and that's all starting to come out. So he's getting a little nervous, and he's squirming, and you could see it in in his face. You could see it in his interviews. He's just waiting for that one question. Hopefully somebody has the courage to, these spineless media fake journalists, will actually have some balls to ask a real question. So a lot of information. I hope it helps. I hope it helps. I hope you rip off that dirty mask. You need to take action every day, some sort of political action every day, in addition to actions to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life. But I need you to make a difference in your community. Again, we can do this. We can do this. Go to the Take Action tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. We will be getting a really specific take action items at this event that I'm going to, this conference. Um, Clay Clark is working with General Mike Flynn and Lynn Wood to put together a, a, a real strategic plan. They're going to be doing a, a, a tour. They're going to go to different cities to get this country reopened and to You eliminate the lies to get you guys the truth so there's no more fear so you can go back to normal because there never was a plan or there's a pandemic, but there never was a pandemic. The numbers I just showed you, show it. And I think everybody forgot that in March of last year, the WHO actually said the pandemic ended. They did, but it was taken down off the website. Remember, there was quite a few things. The asymptomatic thing, the lady comes out, tells the truth, then all of a sudden, Two days later, oh, no, no, we made a mistake. Uh, we read the wrong script. And then all of a sudden you can't find the information. They take it off the website. So they, they slip up. They get so arrogant. They get so emboldened that they actually screw up. And it leaks out, but then they cover it up because everybody, you know, the 11 bigs are all with them. So they can cover it up. Censorship. So you can't say, all right, I'm wrapping it up. You can't say election fraud. You can't say anything about the vaccine. You can't say anything about HCQ, which is an incredible alternative, costs 60 cents a pill as opposed to whatever these uh, non-vaccines cost, other treatments. You can't say any of that stuff. Can't get the truth out. You get censored, you get arrested, um, and you get shut down. Isn't that a big warning flag, a red flag, everybody, that the people that are doing that have another agenda? But they don't want the truth, they don't want the truth? All right, I got to go. Um, let's do this. We can do it because we're we're getting shut off here. So I'm not going to play the exit music. I just want you to know it's time to renew our faith, restore our republic, rebuild our economy, reopen America 100%. Once you commit, everything changes. Don't be a mask hole. Stop being Shawshanked. Put on your common sense caps and try to leave them on all day. Sleep in them, guys. Courage, conviction, and common sense are contagious. Make sure you, um... Oh, I don't know. Special thank you to our partners. Go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Go to the homepage. Tune into the event. It's going to be life-changing on Friday and Saturday. You can watch it live. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to the show. I'm going to try to go live on Friday. I don't know what I'm, what, how it's going to be. Make sure you have a great weekend. You have a great remainder week. we will be back here Monday. Five guests, seven-minute segments. Actually, no, I'm doing a special. It's, all right. Have a great weekend. Talk to you then.